We don't want to lose you, Michael. We, we, <laughs> lost, lost cause. We want you to. We want you to be here and present with us to talk about your amazing life changing experience. <laughs> I need a show. You know what? I need another show. Like, there's just too much to like absorb and to kind of let it. Like, I yeah, it's just way too much. Kind of I can't believe you left it till the end. I know. I um bad, bad bad fan. You should have been going bad. all along. I should have been going, yeah, I should have. I should have I should have um my partner found last minute tickets last night that were actually quite they weren't like cheap cheap, but they were like fine. Um I should have done that on one of the earlier nights and just kind of just tracked it. And so at least I would have had two nights to kind of really let it rest. The seating that I was in last night wasn't like it wasn't perfect. It was it was good. But oh, well, hold, on, hold, 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 hold that thought. Well, let, let's kick off the show properly, shall we? Okay, let's do it. MLVC. Excuse me, but I'm singing in one key and you're singing in another. Poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. Open the door now and, and suffer. Su- 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 Just give me a fan. I don't trust any man who hasn't kissed another man. I'm waiting. All right, people, it's time to get your dancing shoes on. You're listening to MLVC. It's all Madonna, all the time. Welcome to the party, bitches. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise. Veronica Ciccone, I am your celebration tour correspondent, Stefan. And today on the show, we have Michael, who attended Madonna's final show of Europe in London last night at the O2 Arena. Welcome back to the show, Michael. You've, you've, you, you, this is not your first time at the rodeo. It's not my first time at the rodeo. Thanks for having me back on. It's, I, uh, I'm glad we could make it happen. Oh, me too. Me too. Absolutely. So for everyone listening, uh, you might recognize Michael's voice. He is the male spoken word portion of last season's theme song, We Love Madonna. We Love Madonna is currently streaming on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to music. We Love Madonna, sung by our heavenly hostess with the mostest, Liberty King, on lead vocals. And I was going to do the spoken word and it, my voice was just not doing it for me when I was producing that song. And so I thought to myself, what do we need? What would Madonna do in this moment? She'd get someone with an accent. So I, accent. <laughs> so I messaged Michael and said, Michael, would you record these couple of spoken word lines? He turned it around within like five minutes and he is what you hear on the on the finished song um it, it was perfect you did such a perfect job thank you that was your speaking of covid that was like the end the tail end of that last like big lockdown that we had in london so i was indoors a lot and i remember filming that kind of being stuck inside so yeah that was kind of a full circle moment it was your it was a perfect like homage to physical attraction, justify my love, erotica vocals. Like you did a really solid performance. Thank you. Thanks. I I mean, justify my love is one of my favorite songs. If we can get that more of that from her, I am. Yes. Yes. All of that. So, yeah. So go listen to, we love Madonna and you'll hear Michael. All I need is you to make (laughs) it right. 
It's so good. It's so good. And the push, push, push my love. It's so good. I like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm patting myself on the back for how I sequenced your vocals in that section, but like, it's so good. I listen to it all the time. And I'm like, I love how it sounds. He laid it really, really well because it was like, there's like the way that the pushes were kind of staggered almost over each other. And they were almost, you kind of took my voice down. Like I think a notch to almost make it feel like a bit of a whisper. Like I was whispering it, like I was in a dark room or something. <laughs> Madonna would have been proud. We would have done Mama proud. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what, that's what we hope that she heard that she might've heard the song. Um, so Madonna in London, it was your first time seeing celebration. What did you think? I mean, like I was saying, it's just there's so much to digest with this show. I think I need another show. Um, I didn't get to the early ones um, a couple of months back, but it was it's insane. There's just so much going on, um, and I think you kind of you come out and she gives you that little eighty segment, and then I think from like live to tell onwards, it's just like this constant assault of the senses. It is. Incredible. I think, you know, I think for her to do what she's doing at this time in her career where she could just be like doing kind of cover albums of Swedish bands, you know, she's kind of chosen not to do that. <laughs> uh, she's mean. <laughs> I love that tidbit. I love that tidbit. That was so, so good. Um, but no, the tour was fantastic. I think um, it, like every every song had a moment. That's kind of what what that was again that kind of 80 segment feels almost a little like it's fun but it almost felt like a little disjointed to the rest of it because every single song after that had its own um its own time to truly shine it's 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 incredible what were were you what were your standout moments from the show that you was there parts that you were like oh my god yes um most of it um i think for me (laughs) I've, I got to the point where, you know, when all the spoilers were coming out, I, I looked at the set list, I saw a couple of performances, and then I saw Bedtime Story, and I wish I had seen that completely unspoiled. So when I saw that, I was very much about, like, you know, I might see a tidbit here and there, but I kind of stopped watching anything for longer than a few minutes. Um, so I was incredibly surprised by so much, but I was really... Oh, hold on. Your sound cut out on me. Sorry, I think my... Give me two seconds. Oh, is your phone dying? My no, my earphones. I think are connected to. Um, oh, technical difficulties. <laughs> we'll just talk while Michael is fixing his uh, technical difficulties. Right now, we're staring at his living room. I can see a there's a a dusty pillow sitting against the couch. It's a it's a dark hunter green. There's also a couple jackets hung. In a slipshod manner on the, the hooks behind him. <laughs> How embarrassing. Interlude, my bad. My, you know, it's randomly connected to my earpods, which was um, the audio connected to my earpods in my bedroom, which is the other side of the house. But, you know, oh, here we are. That's okay. We got, we got to play Where's Waldo with what, what's going on. No, no, no Madonna artwork behind you, by the way. Uh, yeah, there is. There's one over there, the true blue one with her. Um, oh, with the, with crown. the crown. On. Oh, mm-hmm. look at that yeah. snazzy bike. Do you bike to work? I do not. That's all Alex's. That's my partner's. We're just in the middle. We've just moved in. We moved in a week ago. So everything's kind of like slowly settled in terms of furniture and stuff. We're not quite finished. I I moved into my house in June and I still have boxes all over the place. It's, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm comfortable. 
That's, that's all. That's all we need. I've got Madonna on my wall, so that's all I care about. That's all. That's all we need. That in a ring light, right? A good ring light, which I don't yes. have. <laughs> yeah. Well, next time. Next time. You. You. Now you know what to ask for for Christmas. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so sorry. Go ahead. You were. You were. You were talking, and the sound cut out. Um, no, I um, I think I was most surprised from this first segment by Burning Up. The way she kind of delivered it and performed it was like, um, I mean, we've seen a kind of guitar before, but it was proper like she spat at the audience, she gave her speech, she did the full song. Like it was like, it was like she gave that, um, that one um, its own kind of moment. I think from there, I think almost every other performance was like insane. I think Live to Tell really struck a chord. I think the way she delivered that was amazing. Um, and then going into like erotica and justify my love. I hadn't seen almost any of that. So that for me was all brand new, like the orgy, the way that they kind of set all of that up was so fucking cool. Um, what else was there? Then we kind of led on into, um, bad girl, which was incredible. The Vogue section I thought was a little bit messy. I think she looked incredible, but I thought there was a couple of times if there's any kind of criticism and there's not much of it at all, but the one, the few times that I thought the show kind of, it just devolved into dancers everywhere, just doing different things. And it was just people. And then it kind of came together and got tied again. But I think Vogue was one of the few performances that got lost by just people being around, you know, they were obviously Vogue now part of a ball. They were trying to create that atmosphere, but with like a dozen dancers, you can't really create a whole balls kind of atmosphere. So it just kind of felt like lots of people were shouting and, kind of all over the place until they then got into the the runway segment when they were giving her the tens and the scores yeah, and all that, yeah, which yeah. was really, really fun. Um, um, but then from there, it kind of was just like hit after hit after hit in terms of like performance. It was incredible. Obviously bedtime stories. Die another day, I think is probably one of the best performances I've seen at a show. I said it to you in, in London two weeks ago. I'll say it again. We need to see which Donna we need to see <laughs> which Donna I want. I want the long hair, the swamp, the swamp witch kind of energy, the all black, the the seagulls, the the symbols. I want all of that. Yeah, that I love that outfit. That I mean, that was incredible. I did, and then she comes out, and obviously, the, the don't tell me outfits underneath it, and then we get the song, the choreography, which is probably some of the strongest choreography of the night. Um, and then we get her incredible um, speech last night. She kind of lent into politics but didn't you know name names or kind of call out anyone in particular it was a show about you know i think it was the mother's speech which i think she's kind of lent on quite a lot which was really great um i posted that and sent that to my mom afterwards actually she loved it um and then and then after that it was what bedtime stories incredible um and then we got into ray light which was probably my favorite performance of the night just the energy was yeah just it was so cool to see that live and just to see her like let loose like that um and then we got the the mj interlude the unwanted mj interlude (laughs) um which i mean my friends called it and said you know she's trying to compare herself to him and show that they're peers which they absolutely are the king and the queen of pop i would have loved if that moment was a homage to the britney kiss and then they lent into the actual song and then they lent into musical celebration that kind of segued into all of that but um, I actually did like Bitch on Madonna. I actually thought that was actually really fun. Yeah, um, she was having a lot of fun. Cheeky, with it. It's cheeky fun. Yeah, yeah. How was the, how was the crowd? Were they like were they really into it? They. She said they were quiet. So she came out and she said um, when she was giving her speeches, she, she was like, "Y'all are really quiet tonight." But every time I mention London, y'all go crazy. 
but she did uh, mention they were quite um, quiet. I thought they were quite an old crowd. I don't know if it was because it was the last one of the shows to kind of come out and maybe most of the tickets had already been purchased or like the fans had kind of done what they'd had to on the first few shows thinking that was all that was available. Mm -hmm. Um, The show that I was on was a sellout, but it did, I think, take the longest to sell out. So just I think in terms of um, the crowd, it did feel like an older crowd around me anyway where I I was. Um, But there was lots of like people dressed up. It was, it was fun. fun. It it looked like a fun show. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was kind of doing their thing, but it, it, um, it it wasn't the craziest of crowds that I've been in. Yeah. Well, it was also a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. There were plenty of fucking drunk people though. Mind you, there were (laughs) a lot around me in my area. Like everyone was slurring by the end of the show. People were jumping on each other. Like it was, (laughs) it was a very drunk British crowd. It was, it was, it was great. And you didn't after party. You didn't after party. Did you? No, I didn't have to party. Um, I'm Alex and I, um, we did have a, he did have a drink at uh, one of the local bars because getting onto the tube was absolute carnage um, at that time. Like the lineup was huge. So we just thought we'd wait it out, have a couple of drinks and um, at one of the local bars. And then we ended up going, going home a bit after that. So but, but you, we was, home, was it, was it filled with Madonna fans? The tube. Yeah. We actually made a couple of friends. There was a couple of other gay couples on, on the way home that we all like were chatting about comparing notes and talking about the show. It was actually really, really cool. So oh, that's fun. And I see that you bought Dita. I, with Dita, of course. Yeah. We're both wearing this our is, Dita t-shirts. Yes. This is my absolute, I mean, the merch was interesting. Sorry. The merch was the merch, but I just felt like it was, um, this was the coolest one of all the, of all the, of all the bits. Oh, now I've yeah. lost. Now I've lost visuals of Michael. Well, we're just technologically challenged tonight, aren't we? We are. We really are. Sorry. Sound pictures. It's you're keeping you. We're keeping you on your toes. <laughs> I'm keeping you on your toes. I apologize. That's all right. It's all right. Uh, so, question: What what song do you wish she would have included but did not? Um. You know, I think the mother father segment could have been a rotating song moment that she kind of could have done a few different i get the sentiment and i think it was beautiful but if she's going to do deep cuts and if it just for selfish reasons i would have loved the rescue me moment i think that oh, would have been I, great i think we were talking about that in london i think mm-hmm. you were like you've you've been, I, saying, never, you, you, you've been saying rescue me for months i've been saying that that in child bella but that's just never going to happen so i think rescue <laughs> me is the likeliest chance that we're going to get then a deep and madame x cut which is like you know down in the doll drums but um i would have i mean the sanctuary would have been another one you know that could have fitted in beautifully like that whole because she was doing she was all the show's all about um transitions right and they were done seamlessly in this show for the most part um that would have been so cool even if she just gave us a touch that spoken word part of the beginning just like she did with in this life into live to right. tell like that would have been beautiful you know but i mean there were so many ifs would haves all of that you know i think she's very aware of a discography i think at this stage um but she chose what she wanted to choose i think and i think she did an incredible job i do not envy her that would have been so hard to pick uh, from your catalog that is just so expansive. It's, it's wild. What did you think of the messaging of the show? What do you, what do you, if Madonna was to turn to you and be like, what do you think? The, what do you think the show's about? She asked us that. She oh, asked she? us that. She's like, she's like, do you get it? Do you get what this show is about? Do you get what I'm about? 
she's um you know she goes anyone what did she say anyone can kind of have an, an orgy and then kind of have the um what was it the the religious element like butted up next to each other she goes that's essentially kind of what I'm about as an artist she goes and I wouldn't be doing it you know if, if there were if what I was wanting to say had changed and people were doing what I wanted to say I wouldn't be up here still doing what I do because we still got a long way to go um I think the message you know given that it's a celebration of her career I think you know that I think kind of came through the most mm-hmm. I was a bit taken aback by the way that she was kind of very much walking around the stage and this is why I need to see it twice right because there was moments between segments where she would walk around the stage and it felt a little bit um weird just to see her walk um given that there's a high intensity, but I don't think that's got actually anything to do with her lack you, of movement. Did you want her to run around the stage? Well, no, I think it's because, you know, I mean, if that was a confession, Donna, if that was a, you know, different kinds of setups would have looked differently depending on the tour. Um, but I don't think it's because of her, an age thing or a movement thing. Cause when she was in her pocket, she was definitely in her pocket and she did such a great job. But um, I definitely think there was almost like a dream. It's like a dreamlike sequence it's almost harkens back to Madame X, like going back to 17 and having that trip. And I feel like this is kind of the trip that Madame X or that Medellin kind of line implies it almost because she was walking into things. It felt like she was like moving into them in this like dreamlike state in this ethereal state. Yeah. So I thought that actually this is almost like her, it's almost like a trip. This is like a right. trip, not traveling, just down memory lane. Traveling, leaving logic and reason. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And it kind of very much had this um, ethereal energy throughout the entire show, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, I, I almost, when I saw that she was doing bedtime stories, I thought that's a weird song for her to trot out on this tour because bedtime story, although it was a, an amazing video and was a moment as a fan when it came out didn't really you know it wasn't played on radio it wasn't a big mm-hmm. hit per se and i thought that's a it's, it's interesting that she puts that on there but i felt that song was very indicative of what she's exploring in the tour where it's she's traveling through different mm-hmm. moments of her career and you know it's I, I just thought that was it's very on the nose i think most of the songs that she's picked are very on brand for what the show is doing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, um, I don't know. I kind of felt like that when she took us back to that kind of, um, the, the 80 segment and then kind of carried forward, there was a continual like forward linear movement through her career, through the show, even though she did change with the songs, there were these still beats that she was definitely hitting that made sense, um, with her story, which I think, were really, really great. Um, but there was this constant, I don't know if you noticed it, but Stuart kind of had this, there was like that dream element or that kind of like that, um, almost like a religious kind of that, mm, that hum that kind of goes in and out. And there was that kind of going in and out a lot of the songs. That's why I got that dreamlike energy from it because mm-hmm. it just felt like to me, like it was, she was constantly like, or it was like this epiphany or her going back to a memory all of a sudden. That's kind of what right. it felt like she was doing. Yeah. What did you think of Stewart's production? It was insane. Um, it was just next level. We absolutely need the recorded album for this. The studio version of this tour will be mental. That's going to be on my running playlist for years to come. I, I There's a few like Madonna live playlists that I have on Spotify that I like work out to that are just amazing. 
this is going to add to that and be amazing. So no, he did an incredible job. I think you were right. You've said that he makes his song sound fuller when he's not on the productions explicitly. Um, and he definitely does that. He's got an interpretation of, I think, I think he's as much of a stand as we are because he's clearly got an interpretation of how songs, you know how we talk about, you know, how a song could have sounded or how it could have been improved. I'm sure he's got that internal monologue, but he just had the ability to take that internal monologue <laughs> right. and make it into a two and a half hour show, which is amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. So for listeners listening, uh, Michael and I have spoken ad nauseum for months on end about anything in the Madonna canon about what we want to hear, what it should sound like, what, what should her next song sound like? What, mm -hmm. what, what should the next album sound like? I constantly back and forth, back and forth. And we are, Michael, we are still being denied that new music that we know is coming. We are, we are that October release from last year. I'm still like, it still gets this loop in my head. I constantly bring it up because I'm fucking obsessed with that, but she is as well because she was proud of it. She like showed you the music. I, I don't know. I, I, I think my, but, I mean, uh, FYI, Michael is referring to the clip from October, 2022 that Madonna pink Donna shared. Pink Donna, uh, yes. <laughs> it's it. And uh, everyone was wondering, is that a new song of hers? I believe it is. Uh, it's probably the new song or a song that she did with Sikik. We have yet to hear the full song, but it's like, what is it? It's like 15 seconds. It's not even like, it's nothing. It's 10 seconds. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's it's like literally nothing. But, um, I, I, but it sounds promising. I don't know. I think she's going to be doing these reissues with new music that these reissues inspired her to make new music. I She's not going to give us a reissue like in the way of Taylor's done where she's re-recorded something or it's not going to be just like a couple of bonus tracks and some remixes or maybe an unheard track. She's going to kind of make these, I think, these little kind of projects and bodies of work that young people or new fans can kind of jump back into her catalog again and kind of pick up um, where we've all kind of been kind of dabbling in for like however many years. I think she's going to try and make these as entry points um, to get back into it. And I think she's probably going to start back in the 80s where I think a lot of people are really craving and wanting those reissues the most. And I think she's going to do it after the tour. I reckon she's going to have that. She is going to do a movie and she's going to have that, what is it, like a year 18 months to two years where she's probably going to do the tour, her reissues on the albums that she really wants to get out first and then go into the movie promotion. Cause it's going to just continue to generate positive hype, positive energy. She hasn't had this goodwill in, I can't even remember how long. I think the last time people spoke about it, like this was a super bowl. Right. Um, so I think she's really kind of, um, on the nostalgia train, but she's doing it still on her terms. And I think she's probably going to be doing that right through until, you know, she, she finishes making music, but, um, I'm very, very excited for what's to come. Yeah, me too. I know. I am. Um, I, I, I would just love to hear new music period, you know, uh, period, just a song, just a song that didn't involve some, another, something. another artist, just her, just her, just by herself. That would be great. No shade to um, Sam or the weekend. They did that last year or this year. Um, but I would very much love a new track, please. Thank you. Please, Madonna. All I want for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, imagine we get that song. That would be wild. Um, um, yeah. Well, and uh, so tomorrow, I believe we are meant to get the Love Profusion remixes on streaming. Fantastic. I, I'm. Is are there any? Whenever they come out, like, are there any B sides or like demos or anything that kind of? I was don't on think that? there Nothing was. But there, okay, the last one we got was Cyberaga. The. The remixes of Love Profusion, there's one that's pretty kick-ass that I, I think I always listen to. 
Oh, okay, cool. I mean, always they're always a great, again a great way to kind of rediscover the songs because when a lot of these songs and the remixes came out, I was you know I think I was twelve, thirteen, fourteen, so I kind of heard of the <laughs> single. <laughs> I heard of the single, but I didn't actually hear of the actual you know all the other stuff that kind of came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we have at least something to look forward to that's not Christmas music. Thank God, I'm yeah. I'm already done with it. And it's not even Christmas yet. I know. Oh my! I hear it everywhere, and I'm just like, if I have to hear all I want for Christmas one more time one more time she's defrosted she's now i think she's overcooked we need to put it back in <laughs> put it back in the oven <laughs> I, Although I, haven't, Mariah. I haven't heard santa baby yet from madonna so i've i've got a i i try to hold on to not hearing it it's a little too soon like it's only it's only december 7th like i'll, I'll go into full christmas mode by like the week before or something and absolutely and that i mean her version is very much a, like it's kind of niche isn't it? i don't want to be hearing that for like a month on end months on end i kind of want to just it, it's got a moment it's got a mood in a moment um we i you know i was thinking last night you know the show itself was you know so incredible but we kind of touched on this last time when i saw you as well imagine you know, she's always been one to kind of have damage control, but I feel like after Hard Candy, she kind of stopped with the very much trying to please everyone else and just kind of did whatever she want. I think the whole, like, idea for her, she got to 25 years of being super relevant and super commercial and, like, famous, being the pop star, that I think she kind of, after that, you know, time to her kids, time to her family, time to just do whatever the hell she wants. But I did think, you know, Imagine had she kind of, after Hard Candy's tepid response and that kind of era not being as big as Confessions, she went and did this kind of tour and this kind of an era then to kind of bookend her career after the 25, 26 years. And to think like we could have gotten a show with that version of Madonna's physicality, but with, you know, this kind of creativity would have been incredible. I mean, it would have been obviously a very different show. It wouldn't have been as special, I think, as this one was, but it would have been very interesting to see as she kind of still been in game game on mode um, in that part of her career. She could have definitely have kind of, would she have put out something quite similar? Um, that would Although have been very, yeah. she's amazing in hard candy uh, or sorry, sticky and sweet, like sticky and sweet. She's, I mean, her oh, physicality yeah. is amazing. It's next level. And I think, I mean, that tour was a super fun tour, but again, there are so many moments on there where it goes dark and it goes interesting. And that kind of artiste kind of comes out, through her um but yeah instead of it we probably wouldn't have gotten mdma mdna mdma sorry um but you know it would have been a kind of a different element but we yeah i think the idea of kind of having this kind of moment in a career sooner would that have changed the trajectory of any mm-hmm. anything in terms of like public favor you know she's kind of been battling uphill with a lot of that you know in recent years but could that have changed it sooner i don't know we don't know but it's great that we're getting this regardless now. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, I think it's at a really perfect time and I'm, I'm happy we have gotten it and I am excited to see it again. Uh, you have to you know, find, find some, uh, find some, some loose change in the sofa and pop over <laughs> to pop over to the United States for, for an upcoming show. Oh, uh, that would be amazing to see her in New York would be just absolutely next level. Well, you've got a month. So. What's the Barclays Center like? Is is like that? Is she's playing that in Brooklyn. Is that like a big arena or is that a yeah. stadium? It's not yeah, a stadium, it's right? it's a, it's an arena like uh, like Madison Square Garden or um, okay. uh, or I'm sure like the O2. I don't know how. I don't know how. Like 
if if one which one's bigger than the other but uh yeah yeah so barclays will happen next week and then mm-hmm. dc and then christmas and she's got a little break before she starts back up again uh in 2024 so yeah it's it's mother mother is coming back home she is do we think mother's going to south america don't know so did you see the commercial that she looks yeah. beautiful she uh, looks and, incredible and again i think we were talking about how oh, i wonder if it's a music video oh no it's not no it's a commercial uh, it is a commercial <laughs> thanks thanks madonna for raising our hopes and not 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 meeting us uh she, she looks great i love that she used the you know i'm i'm assuming that maybe if it's not for a South American leg of the tour, she just did it to help recoup some costs from the reschedule. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Um, this is the same company that is sponsoring Rock in Rio. So maybe she's doing maybe a one-off performance there that's going to be a bit like a Glastonbury or a yeah. Um, yeah, Coachella she, vibe. Right. She might do like festival type stuff, you know, like she might do Glastonbury. She might do this rock in Rio, you know, like instead of doing an unofficial like stadium leg of the show, or it might be part of that. Who knows? You know, I, I mean, I, mean, I, she's a perfectionist, right. But it would be manageable, I think between maybe possibly setting up the movie commitment. Did you hear Baz Luhrmann's maybe attached to this movie? No, no, you sent me that. I, I think, no, I don't think he's part of it. I think he's just commenting on he was maybe approached or I don't we think can hope. We can hope and pray. Don't take that away. <laughs> no, he said in that interview, though, he said he doesn't have it in him to do another movie musical right now. Mm. After, because he just did Elvis and he's like, I, I can't do it. I can't do another yeah. musical. No, mm, that okay. that was confirmation that we think the movie is still happening, which I assumed it was because that's why she was doing the tour to help. It'll help generate, you know, more interest about the movie and then the biopic will come out. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think Baz Luhrmann. Madonna's doing this herself. She's not letting Baz Luhrmann come in, direct her her story. I mean, even for like the little like nuggets of like prettiness though, and like the visuals. I mean, he's so. Good I mean, it would be that. amazing, yeah. But I, it's 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 going to be all Madonna. Mm, that worries me. <laughs> 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 I think she's incredible when she's got people to tell her no and to kind of just rein her in just a little <laughs> bit. So I'm hoping <laughs> she finds her Stuart Price or her. Uh, her baby face or her William Orbit as in terms of, you know, someone that's a director or movie equivalent that can kind of harness her vision and kind of take it there. Cause she's great, obviously when she collaborates, but she needs that kind of that, that sidekick. I'm sure she'll have a, a, a someone to bounce ideas off of and help yeah. her with technical questions and whatnot. So it'll definitely be interesting to see what she comes up with for the biopic. What are you most looking forward to seeing now that you're going to see her a couple more times? Is there anything like that you've seen that a couple of times over here that you're most keen to see? Yeah, well, so the tickets that I have for DC, it's our pit tickets. Um, so I'm super excited to be that up close again because the tickets I had in Paris were not close, but I, that was I didn't mind because I got to sort of see the show from afar and take it in. And so I am, I'm excited to sort of like, you know, when you're in the pit like that, you're part of the show. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And then my tickets in January in Philly 
I'm fourth row from okay. the from the main stage where she comes out for Nothing Really Matters. Um, so I'm super excited to be that close because I'm dying to see Nothing Really Matters and Holiday and Bitch I'm Madonna that up close. Like I'm so yeah. excited. I'm just so especially Holiday. Like I think I was telling you. Like I'm I'm obsessed with holiday i was listening to the chic album today yes and just because i wanted to hear i want your love and it's i'm telling you disco music and violins like I'm, yeah it's i'm that satiates me to no end and so i love that she put that chic moment in holiday and that choreography i can't get over oh, it so that was like, amazing i'm so excited to see that up close that's and I'm I'm totally filming it. Like I know we've so many people have filmed it, and it's all over YouTube. But I, I don't care. I, I I need to take that home with me on my phone. So that was such a special surprise. I think again, like none of the videos that you see do that kind of performance any kind of justice. And then you see them all kind of slowly, kind of they're all dancing around the stage, and they come together, and then they do that. They drop into that segment and that choreo with that part of the song. Chef's kiss, like it was perfect. And then then it gets a bit dark, but. That moment was just well, but even I, how I, it gets, I, even how it gets dark. I love that it it goes into that all of a sudden. Like the, I, I trip out that she's able to take this joyous, buoyant moment of holiday and her, the story of her life about you know like how it goes. She's going into the club and she's telling a story, and it's like it just slaps you at the, you know, like pulls the rug out from underneath you so quick where it then moves into that beautiful moment of in this life and then mm -hmm. live to tell. Like, I just, I love the transition of that. I think, um, I mean, I was, I, I didn't live through that period, but she gave you a sense through almost a very, like a, almost as in a musical, what that kind of experience like was for her. Yeah. Um, losing all of these people and, you know, the people that kind of, I think one of the projections was that so many of them were either famous people, but a lot of them I think were just a really close friend. Um, until the very end. Like, so I think it starts with famous people and friends and then it just goes into, um, the, the, the contribution from the AIDS Memorial where she's, it's just people after people after people that were lost over the years. Absolutely. I think, you know, this, this concert to me, I think was her thank you to, um, the gay community, the queer community. I think there was as much of celebrating herself as there was of her celebrating us. Um, and yeah. it wasn't just, you know, wearing the flag. It wasn't just that performance. There was every performance I think is just oozing with queerness and is oozing with, you know, gay iconography. I think that was just so well done. Um, well, I mean, look at her dancers. I mean, all these, there's, they're gender fluid, non-binary, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's the, her. Can we talk about, can we talk about them for a second? How incredible they were. Like I, I've not seen her, I think, engage with uh, dancers on stage like that since some of the earlier shows. We, you know, they really felt so close and like a family that was just, again, beautiful to watch. They were all so incredible. The, um, I, I, I I, I know we've seen this interlude a few times, but the beast within was one of my favorite moments in the show. It was so dark. It was so almost like post-apocalyptic. Again, I want to see her play in these worlds visually on an album or a song where, you know, could she dabble in something like that where she gets really kind of, we get Cyber Madonna out for like a few songs on a record where it's really dark and it's really kind of 
you know, interesting like that. I, I love that part. I thought that was fantastic. I could feel the heat and I was quite far away and I could feel the fire um, all the way up in, in my seat. So that was, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Michael, I know it's late and you've got to work tomorrow, so I, I, I don't want to keep you. But before you go, I, I think we've done this with you in the past, but we're going to do it again because it's my show. I can do it if I want. <laughs> time for, it's time for a little segment we like to call the lightning round. As you know, these answers are meant to be quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey today. So I'm sure the answers have changed maybe from the last time you did the lightning round. Favorite Madonna song? Um... We're gonna go with Cyberaga. Let's 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 deep cut this shit. I, I think I picked Hanky Panky last time. So you're like, the only we, one we that I think will ever have said Cyberaga on this podcast for a favorite Madonna I'm song. Okay. That's not your favorite Madonna song. It's gotten. I think it's got quite a lot of hits this week on Spotify. So if it's of the minute, okay, that's, it's, it's okay. gonna be her. Who, who am I? To, who am I to tell you what your favorite <laughs> Madonna song of the moment is? Uh, favorite Madonna album. Um, as of right now, um, well, for keeping it like as of right now, it's going to be hard candy. I've been playing that a lot this last week and I hated that album for the longest time, but it's Stop just something it. about it. What? Mdala? Yeah, How it. could you hate Mdala? Mdala, Mdala, she cheap. No, I, um, I, there's just something quite infectious about it now without the whole, like, you know, it sounds dated. It sounds like this. It sounds, it's quite cool. Just kind of listen to that record and just kind of, um, yeah, I mean, Michael, you know what? Say what you like, do what you feel. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> I see what you did there. I was jamming to invincible the other day and I was like, okay, there's some kind of weird timeline that I've stepped into. No, I don't no, know no, what no, I'm not invincible. Incredible. incredible sorry. Incredible. Yeah. 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 Oh God. I was like, where have we gone here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> favorite Madonna music video. Um, bedtime stories. Mm, good yeah. One. Favorite Madonna tour. Celebration. <laughs> nice. Favorite Madonna movie. Um, there's only one that I like watching her in, and that's League of A League of Their Own. Oh, only one, really? Only one, yes. Really, really. <laughs> Desperately seeking Susan. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, it's a bit of a mood in a moment for me, but I I can always watch A League of Their Own if we're good. Who's that girl? Uh, I didn't justice, like justice for Nikki Finn. Nikki Finn forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Madonna look, and this can be from a photo shoot, a tour, a movie. Oh shit! Um, I'm gonna go with last night when she donned that um, sparkly sequin glass cat suit. That I. It's been a long time since I've taken a bit of a gasp when she's walked out and done something like that and that for me has been one of those moments so that is of the moment one of my all-time favorite looks from this tour yeah yeah it's good it's good it's such a it's perfect for the songs that she's singing to absolutely and then she wraps herself up in that big cape and kind of has gives you the full circle moment with rain which was beautiful yeah it's gorgeous. Uh, all right. Well, everybody, that's our show for today. Michael, thanks for coming on uh, and telling us all about your experience. Tell everybody where they can follow you and your adventures on Instagram. 
Um, I think just by name, Michael Politakis. Um, P O L I T A K I S on yeah, the surname. I, I was going to say I, I I know that how to spell that in my head. I was I've spelled it <laughs> enough times. So, uh, and remember, um, everybody, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads at MLVC Podcast. If you'd like to donate to the show. We are on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to this uh, channel on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another video. We're going to be finishing out this year with a couple more reviews, and then we'll be back in 2024 with a whole bunch of more reviews. People watching and experiencing Madonna and the Celebration Tour. Uh, um, Michael, uh, you can take us out with some spoken word if you'd like while we're while I'm finding the button to turn us off. So. <laughs> that is absolutely not happening. Push, push, push the fucking button, babe.